Welcome to episode four of Online Dating with Patsy, the podcast. And now I am so excited. I have with me Special Agent Marie Smith. She is from the North Carolina State Bureau of Investigation. She works on the Financial Crime Investigation Unit. Welcome, Marie. Hi, Patsy. Thank you so much for having me. I am just so excited to have you here because you're the one that knows the stuff that goes on with these scammers. But first off, please talk about yourself. Tell us what you do, how long you've been doing it, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, sure. Um, so I would, I've been with the North Carolina State Bureau of Investigation since um, 2014. Prior to that, I was a forensic accountant for a regional CPA firm. So Personally, I've been investigating financial crimes for close to a decade, um, and I like to speak to a lot of groups about preventing financial exploitation from scams or talk to older adults about power of attorney agreements and caregiver fraud, things like that. Um, but I'll tell you a little bit about the SBI. So the State Bureau of Investigation in North Carolina, we're a state law enforcement agency. Um, we conduct criminal investigations across the state. And then we also assist local law enforcement wherever we're needed. Um, Our financial crimes unit, which is what I'm part of, we investigate embezzlements, fraud, exploitation of older adults. And then we also help out on financial aspects of many different crimes, such as homicide or drug cases. Um, Our unit specifically has just started an elder financial crimes initiative where we receive tips from various sources that North Carolina citizens are being scammed. And then we visit personally or call those individuals to talk to them about their activity. And a lot of times we're really trying just to convince them that they're being scammed. Um, And so we're trying to educate people on what scams are out there and how they can protect themselves from those scams. And that is kind of what led me to first contact you, Patsy. And I'm so glad you did. I mean, it's funny you say this because I just got an email on this morning. I read it from some gal who came across my blog and her mom is being scammed and her mom, you know, mom won't believe it, won't believe it. She goes, she even Googled the picture. It says scammer. And so she sent it to me and I said, well, let me look through my vast amount of pictures um, and see what, you know, all I can do is offer advice. You know, um, it's it's hard to convince some of the the people, you know, that they are being scammed, you know. so It, it really is. I, I actually had a call this morning from a lady that I've already talked to once or actually twice. And, you know, I thought I had her on the right track of, hey, this is a scam. Don't send him money. Um, you know, and then I, I just got another call that she's still at it and she just she just doesn't believe it. And it's it's really heartbreaking. So we're hoping we can educate as many people as we can can about what scams are out there. That's right. That's what I do. Now we talked a while back, and yep. I had told you stories about, um, you know, when I play along, you know, like I'm yes. pretending I'm going to send them money, and they would actually give me bank account numbers, you know. And what I told you was then I would send a letter with the conversation, screenshots of the conversation the accounting information to whatever bank it was just to say, Hey, this is what's happening. It's in your hands now. You told me a fascinating story about what happens when this money goes into this account and I'm going to let you take it from there. (laughs) 
Okay. All right. Yeah. So kind of, I think what I explained to you was like the anatomy of a scam, like how a scam actually really works. And what you did was great by alerting that bank. You are letting them know that there is activity going on in that account that they may want to look at. And that helps protect the bank because who wants a scammer as their customer? Um, But it also could lead to eventually protecting the people who are being victimized. And so The way these scams work is they are essentially a big spider web full of victims. So you think about the different types of scams that are out there. You deal a lot with these romance scammers who you meet on Facebook or uh, Plenty of Fish or a dating website or whatever it happens to be. That's just one of many types of scams. You also have the lottery scams where they call and they say, you've won a million dollars or you've won the publisher's clearinghouse. You just need to send me a prepayment for taxes. Well, that's a huge red flag. And we know that that's a scam. Same thing with maybe you get a phone call and somebody says, hey, this is Microsoft. You've got a virus on your computer. We're tech support. You just need to pay us a monthly fee of $500 and we're going to protect your computer. Well, that's a scam too. So all these types of scams are out there. There's a million of them and it would take us all day to talk about them. But So what happens, I'll give you an example of this spider web. These criminal organizations are using their victims to launder money for them. So, and and I say criminal organizations because in a lot of cases they are. They're these huge call centers full of people who sit in cubicles on the phone all day long and chat online or call on the phone victims. Um, So let's use you as an example, Patsy. So let's say... Let's say that you meet Bob Smith on Plenty of Fish and you and Bob start this great friendship that blossoms into a relationship. Bob says that um, he's an army surgeon. He's stationed in Yemen. And oh my gosh, he is stuck in customs in Chicago with your diamond ring and he can't get out of customs unless he pays a fee. Well, there's obviously a lot of red flags there, right? Yes. Um, you know, what are the odds that you meet an army surgeon um, for one thing? Do we even have troops in Yemen? I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, I highly doubt that our military personnel get stuck in customs ever, unless maybe they brought in some foreign fruit with them yes. <laughs> when they came back home. And so it just doesn't make any sense. And why would he have to pay a fee to get out of customs? So that's the first problem. Those are all red flags. And we hear these stories a lot. But Let's say that Bob says to you, Patsy, I cannot get out of customs unless I pay them $10,000. And I've been overseas, so I don't have access to my bank account. Can you send $10,000? And you love Bob. So you say, sure, I'll send you 10 grand, Bob. No problem. And Bob says, okay, but don't send it to me. I need you to send it to Chuck Johnson in Florida. So Patsy, you go to the bank and you get $10,000 of cash out of the bank, which is a terrible idea um, to walk around with that much cash. And you put it in a FedEx envelope and you ship it to Chuck Johnson in Florida. Well, there's a lot of things wrong with that. But first of all, why are we sending it to Chuck and not to Bob? Or, or directly to the U.S. Customs Office, right? Yes. Um, why is it going to Chuck? Well, the truth is that Chuck Johnson in Florida is also a victim of a scam. So what Bob is doing is he's also talking to Chuck, but maybe Chuck is actually the victim of a lottery scam. And so what Bob says is, 
Bob, Bob says to Chuck, I'm a lottery agent and I'm helping to set up the process, Chuck, so that you can get your $1 million in lottery winnings. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to get $10,000 in the mail. I want you to keep $2,000 as your first lottery payment and then send the other $8,000 as taxes that you're required to prepay. And later you'll get the rest of your money. Well, Chuck doesn't question the fact that Patsy is sending him $10,000 because he's getting his first lottery payment, right? Yeah. He's got, he's got two grand towards his one million. Who cares where it came from? So Chuck gets his cash. He gets a $8,000 cashier's check. And then Bob says, I need you to send this to Susan Jones in California. Well, why Susan Jones? Maybe Bob tells him that that's uh, the tax agent for the lottery company. Who knows what kind of story he tells him. But the truth of the matter is that Susan Jones is just another victim. So it's this big spider web and the money goes from one victim to the next victim to the next victim to the next victim till it's gone through 30 or so different hands. It does eventually get to its final destination, which is a criminal organization. But before it does that, it goes through all these other people because it's harder to track that way. And they do lose a little money along the way, but who cares? It's not their money anyways. It's Patsy. That's right. I was just going to ask this, Chuck, did he get to keep the 2000 <laughs> in Florida? <laughs> he, pro- he probably did. He probably kept his, his 2000 and he's still waiting on his million dollars to get in there to the mail. So That is just, but, oh my God, go ahead. That is just amazing. Yeah. So the thing about that is that I want people to understand is that when you send money to help your scammer, whatever the scam is, whether it's your, your, your boo thing that you met on the internet, or it's your lottery agent that told you you won a million dollars, whenever you send that money, you are helping to victimize another person. Mm. That is a good thing to know. I need to make note of that. I could share that with yeah. this girl. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I you know, I try, I'm gonna try to get her to listen to this too for with her mom. So please do, yeah. And and so when you send that money, you're helping to further the fraud scheme, and that makes you part of the crime, whether you knew it or not. Um, and you know, uh, we didn't talk about this before, but I actually had a person who started out as a victim and she quickly turned into a co-conspirator and she was charged for that. Oh my gosh. And so I'll, I can tell you that story if you want me to. Please. We have as much time as you want. Okay. So, okay. Perfect. You know, I just, I just think the stuff you have to say is so good and so important to share. Yeah. You know, and I just want people to really think this through, like, is it worth it? Is it worth you being potentially involved in a crime and victimizing somebody else? Like it's not worth it. So I got a call, this has been several years ago, but I got a call from an out-of-state prosecutor, somebody up North and, um, they had their victim had, um, lost his pension fund. So he was getting ready to retire. He was one of those people who checks his pension fund account every single day to see what's there. You know, I'm ready to roll. Let's go. So he had $400,000 in his pension fund and his email logon credentials were compromised. Um, Somebody was able to gain access to his pension fund. I don't know, maybe provide some fraudulent documents. And then they, they pulled his pension fund out Every single penny of his pension fund was wired to a woman in North Carolina. 
Um, she is in her late seventies. Um, and she had met a man online that, uh, became her online boyfriend and he said to her, Hey, I've got this, uh, a business deal, or I don't remember exactly what the story was, but I think it was something to do with a business deal. And I need some help getting this money because I'm overseas, probably on another oil rig. Um, or a peacekeeping and, mission. <laughs> yeah, peacekeeping mission. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I need help getting this money moved. So he sent this $400,000 pension fund to this lady in North Carolina and he had her open multiple accounts. He had her wire the money out to other individuals, to other victims, to business accounts that he had created. I mean, she, she traveled all over the state. Well, not all over the state, but she traveled within two or three hours of her house to open up bank accounts at other banks because the banks kept shutting her down because they knew she was being scammed. Um, So before I even got involved, two law enforcement agencies went to her house and said, Hey, you are part of a scam. Stop moving this money. And they wanted to make sure that she knew that what she was doing was wrong and that she needed to stop. And so She told the second agency that came to her, the police um, agency, she said, I'm sure it's probably a scam, but this guy is the only one who shows me any attention. So I'll keep doing what he wants me to because I'm stubborn and I care about him. And so I went and spoke to her and again told her that this was a scam. I, I interviewed her on behalf of this other state that needed information from her And that state, they ended up charging her with essentially um, theft, um, with fraud, engaging in, uh, I can't remember exactly what they call it. I think it's something to do with engaging in a transaction of money from a criminal activity um, and conspiring with this guy to commit a crime. She got charged. She's in her late 70s. And she had to go up to that state and she had to be in court for her crimes. Mm. All because somebody that she met online told her a bunch of lies and she just refused to believe it was anything but the truth. Oh, that just breaks my heart. You so know. sad. I so sad. I don't like to see women be that vulnerable vulnerable like that, you know. Um Right. I like to make people to make anybody, but I like women, hey, you're okay the way you are. You're cool. Yeah. You're number one. You know, I yeah. I don't that's, that bothers me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It just, it was heartbreaking. And, you know, I said, you've got to stop. You're going to get in trouble for, like, you're. I'm telling you, you are going to get in trouble for this. You have to stop what you're doing. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think until I sat in front of her that she really believed what was going on. Um, and and she did. She She was warned and warned and warned. And then she had to, she had to pay the price for Ouch. it. Yeah. And sometimes that's the only way they learn. And I hate that, you know. Yeah. And I don't want to see that happen to people. So again, I say, is it worth it? Like, is it, is, is sending your boyfriend 10 grand who you've never met before really worth the chance that you could be participating in a crime? (laughs) Probably not. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, when you emailed me back when we were finally able to set up a time, I got to hear about this. You talked about plenty of fish guys. 
the prisoners. Go. Well, you know what I do now? You know what I do now? Because I still have, I have my profile on there, but of course I go by Suzanne. And Mm -hmm. um, so somebody will email me, depending on what mood I'm in. I'll be like, oh, now are you in prison or are you from Nigeria? And I had one guy block me right away last week. And then I had another guy, no, I'm real, you know, and I'm like, yeah, sure. So Mm -hmm. I'm turning the, turning it over to you now to tell your story. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you talk a lot on your blog about like the Nigerian scammers and yes, there are a lot of organizations, um, overseas, Nigeria, Ghana, Jamaica, India, um, where they do have these large, like I said, they're huge criminal organizations and it's just like a call center of people that just do this all day long. Do you know what I see in my head? I see them all in, just like you're saying in a call center. And then mm-hmm. I see my picture on the wall and people <laughs> and them saying, don't talk to her. <laughs> Beware of Patsy. She knows what you're up to. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we recently um, had a case where a scam victim, a guy was being scammed, and he sent money um, through an online money exchange to somebody that he met on Plenty of Fish, and we were able to trace it back to prisoners, to a, a prisoner who is currently incarcerated and will be for a very long time. But they, these prisoners, they're having cell phones smuggled in well, you know, so to, the, when to I, the jail. When I was telling a friend, I said, yeah, this is the story I'm going to ask her about. And that's what everybody says. They got computers in prison now? Mm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so they're, they're having cell phones smuggled in, um, which is a whole other issue in itself. But um, they're having phones smuggled into them, and then they're using those cell phones to create – Facebook pages and plenty of fish profiles, whatever social media they want to choose. And then the ones that I've seen, um, they're building relationships with people and then maybe they're sending photographs back and forth that are inappropriate. Um, and then what they do is they turn around and they extort those people for money. So it's a little different than like a traditional scam. Um, they they are really building a relationship and they're not like, you know, like the the typical scam would be like, hey, baby, let's get married. I love you forever. Can you send me 10 grand? Yeah. You know, it's like an instant request for money. Right. Um, but with these, it's almost like they're building a relationship and then they're turning that around and saying, oh, you owe me X, Y, and Z or else. Oh my gosh. Um, and these are, these are inmates. Oh my gosh. So are these inmates, do they go after like other men pretending to be a woman or is it? I think both. Okay. Cause yeah. you know, I really want to, I'm trying to find a guy who has been romance scam just to hear his side. Cause you always hear the woman. Yeah. And I would really. Yeah, this, this victim wasn't, this victim was a man. Yeah. Um, and the person that he thought he talked was talking to was a female. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it happens on both sides. I think we, I feel like maybe we hear about it more that women are victims, Yeah. but that's probably because we're maybe women are a little more willing to be vulnerable and talk about their mistakes. Yeah. Um, and you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, it's definitely happening to men a lot, yeah. a whole lot. Well, you know, I get the occasional uh, weenie pick. 
<laughs> Put it that way, it's it's less vulgar. Um, right. I got one the other day, and I, I'm I'm pretty oh. sure this was an Instagram guy. Well, what I do is I screenshot it and I send it to my best friend. Look at what I got in them, you know. <laughs> but then I'll come back with some sarcastic comment about this, how tiny it is or something, and and then this guy's telling me, send me some pictures. Uh no, and then I blocked him after that, you know, because he kept sending yeah. me these pictures. I'm like, I don't want to look at that, you know. <laughs> right, and that's and that's the point is they want you to send something they're hoping that at some point something becomes wrong that they can extort you for whether that's I'm going to tell your boss that you're doing this or you know let's say you were having an affair I'm going to tell your husband that you're doing this or if it you know you thought you were communicating with somebody who was underage they would say hey I'm actually a child this you know this is child porn I'm gonna if you don't send me 30 grand I'm gonna call the police so yeah, there's there's definitely some of that extortion going on with some of these. Um, that's a scary side. Very. Scary. That's a scary side for me, you know. Yeah, yeah, very scary. Yeah, no, plenty of fish was where you know I did a couple different dating sites, you know, the scammer here and there. Plenty of fish, which I've referred to as plenty of fakes. Uh, although I have a friend or two who've met their significant other, so I mean it does work. True. But I found that's where I hit the jackpot when I first started this, Yeah, you know, and then now it's like Twitter and Instagram, you know, um, right. I just had a fake Jeremy Renner and, <laughs> you know, um, he's Hawkeye in the Avengers. And um, right. I mean, I get, I got another Chris Evans, I think on Instagram, I'll have to see if he responds back to me because he followed me and I followed him back because everybody wow. knows I'm a huge fan, you know, and right. it's, it's just, but this, the prison thing that is creepy and scary. That has yeah. me a little freaked out now. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is really scary. It definitely is. I mean, and the point is that <laughs> what people don't understand is not everybody that you quote unquote meet online is who they say they are. Right. I mean, you just can't, you can't just take somebody by face value and just assume that they're that really handsome man in the picture Yeah. because odds are that they're not, um, you know, just like the people that you video chat with, sometimes they don't look anything like their picture. <laughs> they sure but, don't sound like them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and so, you know, I had called you uh, initially and was like, what do these guys look like that you're talking to? You know, do they look like their pictures? And, and you said no, but I've had a couple of people who have these uh, victims that I've talked to who have said, this guy looked exactly like his photograph. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm like, how, how, you know, how did he look like the photograph? There's no way that there's a specific scammer out there for every picture that we see online. And so in doing some research and I'm not super tech savvy, um, that's definitely not my expertise, but in looking, you know, at some of the things that are out there, you know how on like Snapchat, you can have a filter that makes you look old or makes you look young or makes you look the opposite gender. Um, there are filters or ways to change your image on things other than just Snapchat. Um, and they're called, it's called deep fakes. So the idea of taking a picture and basically transposing it onto your own body in within a video chat wow. um, so that you can fool somebody. So like if you were to search deep fakes, there's some really interesting videos on Instagram where um, 
this guy from Eastern Europe, I saw one where he uh, made himself look like Obama and then he made himself look like Trump and then he made himself look like Biden and then he looked like, you know, Mona Lisa. I mean, like he, <laughs> it just, you know, he was able to transpose that image onto his body and talk and make it look legitimate. Even the Mona Lisa painting, like he looked like oh it, it looked like it was real, like she was really talking. It's um, interesting because I just posted a story the other day. And I've seen this before, but this particular guy, you know, he's, well, let's video chat. Well, you know, I never show myself, or if I do, I have right. on my Jason hockey mask. Right. And um, so anyway, so it was, it was supposedly it was him talking. It looked like the guy in the picture. But then when you hear the guy talk, okay, this, the picture's white, the guy's black. Um, <laughs> you could tell, you know, and plus looking at it. The lips don't match. I look at that stuff mm-hmm. really close. Well, actually, yeah. what I did was I grabbed my other cell phone and I recorded some of him trying to do this. I not only voted, posted the conversation, but then I posted the very short video where you can hear what I'm saying and you can hear what he's saying and you can see the mouth moving, but it doesn't sound like the guy. It was just, right. you know, so, I mean, I've had other people try to pass off these videos. I had a Billy Idol one and I'm like, please, I've seen that video on YouTube, you know, or something, or, right? you know, but I mean, that's amazing. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, and you know, there's voice changers out there. So you can change your, you know, you could change how you sound. I'd say if it's really a sophisticated organization, that's going to be something that they're going to do. But um, there's usually a backstory to explain their accent. Like one that I heard recently, um, the lady said, you know, he, he looked like he was an American. He said he was from Texas. But then when I talked to him on the phone, he had a foreign sounding accent. And I said, well, did you ask him about that? And she said, yeah. And his story was that his mom was French, but his dad was American and he grew up in Texas. And because his mom was French, that's why he had a French accent. And I was like, well, the truth of the matter is that he lives in a country where France is one of the national languages. Yes. Like he did not grow up in Texas. Like this is all a lie, but there's always a really good story yeah. to explain it. Yeah. Cause I do challenge some of the, some of them I, you know, play along and other ones I challenge and they do try to come up and explain, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here with that. That's my favorite line is this ain't my first rodeo. Right. Exactly. And the the thing about it is, is that they all do similar things. I mean, they have very similar patterns and those are red flags that, you know, we try to tell people about um, it. Like for instance, where you first meet them on one platform, maybe on Facebook or Pony of Fish, and then they immediately say, hey, can we talk on Hangouts or WhatsApp or Telegram? Yeah. You know, like they immediately want to switch. Well, why? You know, why Why do they need to do that? And it's it's all part of their ploy. They think it's safer on a different platform. Yeah, I always, because um, I have Google Hangout just for that. But I notice yeah. when I, I don't know what it is about Google Hangout lately, but um, I can't get the recordings as, uh, from them as well. I have a microphone that I set next to my phone. But when I'm on like um, Instagram, man, it comes through really good and loud. That's something I probably need to look at. and figure out, you know, but, yeah. um, yeah, I'm not sure, but that's definitely a red flag when yeah. they're, when they, they don't want to talk on the platform that they met you on. They want to talk somewhere else that yeah. why, what's the, what's the reasoning. And a lot of it has to do with, they feel like maybe those other 
places are safer, like WhatsApp or Telegram, because they're encrypted. They feel like maybe it's safer. Yeah. Um, yeah. They can't get I don't have WhatsApp because I have a fake app number that I use. Mm-hmm. And um, so they're all, because I did try to create a WhatsApp and it doesn't like the number. So yeah. I'm like, well, don't. so whenever they say that, I said, well, I don't have WhatsApp, but here's my fake number. <laughs> I don't tell them yeah. it's fake, you know. And right, right. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it, they, what a business, I mean, to come up with I all know. this stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it, they should put their efforts towards something better, good to help <laughs> right. the world. Use your use your powers for good and not evil. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean because they're great at what they do, right? They're con men, you know, yeah. or con women. I don't yeah. know. Maybe there's some women out there. It seems like most of them are men, but you know, they're they're con artists and they have scripts and they're taught how to do this from other people, whether it's you know just a friend who teaches them how to do it or their boss who hired them to do it. You know, they're they're good at it and they. They come up with these great stories like they like to talk about their kids and they say that, oh, my kid's away at boarding school or traveling in a foreign country. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, one recently said that their daughter, this was the guy who said his uh, his mom was born in France. And he said that his daughter was uh, traveling in Europe with her friends and she got stuck in France because of COVID. Um, and I told the lady and I said, actually, I'm pretty sure that France would want to get them out of the country, not keep them in the country. (laughs) They're less likely to let them in to start with. So every one of these stories, you can, you can peel away the layers of lies. You just have to be willing to believe that it might not be all true. Yeah. Well, you know, I understand from a certain point, um, how women could fall for the sweet talk. Um, because as I said before, in various stories back in the eighties, I'm 58. So back in the eighties, this is probably some, no, I don't have any money. I never had money. I never will have money. Um, I spend it faster than I get it, but I'm, I could have fallen for some guy online easily because, and I hate to use the word desperate and it's not that you're desperate, but you're like desperate for the love of a man. You're lonely. Yeah, you know, uh, you'd never guess that now. But <laughs> but I mean, that was yeah. only a very small part of me. Otherwise, I was yeah. always a fun girl. Everybody had a good time when we went out. But there is always that small little part of me. God, I wish I could just meet a guy, you know. Right. And um, right. so I get why these women fall for this. I completely yeah. understand it. And they say the right things. I, I had one lady tell me that her scammer sent her flowers. Oh, my God. And I said, well, of course he sent you flowers. He used your money to do it. Like, you've sent him $100,000. Oh. Of course he sent you flowers. Yeah. You know, like, what's what's $75? It's just a drop in the bucket when you've sent him a hundred grand. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so they know what to do to to keep you going, to to keep reeling you in and keep you falling for it yeah yeah and you know every once in a while i get a friend they'll send me hey read this link this lady well she got scammed like out of a couple hundred thousand dollars and i'm just like oh and i i'll post it on my blog you know just to say hey this happens you know don't do this please don't do this you know yeah yeah but uh, so there's there's a lot of things that people could do to one, one to protect yourself to start with, we can talk about that, but also things that they can do to figure out if the story is real or not. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, for, 
to start with, I personally believe unless you're online dating and the purpose behind that is to meet people you don't know, if you're on Facebook, don't accept friend requests from people you don't know. Right. I That's kind of the purpose of Facebook. A lot of those. Um, But finally, I found something on there where if they don't know me or if they don't, I don't, there was some filter I found uh, in settings that I could set. For a while there, I kept getting these face requests. Of course, I, uh, friend requests, I always block them. <laughs> What's yeah. funny is one or two of them were guys I recognized from my list. Yeah, right. You're like, yep, yeah, scammer. You know, and then before. I had somebody else mention that. I go block them, don't chat with them, block them, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, so like on Facebook, one thing that I've... <laughs> Sometimes I just bust out my computer and or print pictures and show people that I talk to, hey, let me show you how I was able in two and a half seconds to figure out that this person is a scammer, um, you know, on Facebook. So like, for instance, okay, you look at their profile picture and it's this beautiful man or woman. Well, maybe hover over the likes on that profile picture. Two red flags that you would see whenever you hover over those likes are, first of all, are all the people who liked their photo from a different country? <laughs> like, yeah. are are all the people who liked their photo, let's say maybe from the Philippines or from Ghana or, you know, from some foreign country that if you're in the United States and they say they're in the United States, but all the people who they're friends with or who like their photos are from a different country, that's a red flag to me. Um, or are all the people who um, like their photos in the same demographic as you. So, you know, maybe this is some man who looks like he's in his late 60s and all the women who are liking his photo also look like women who are in their late 60s. And a lot of times you can look at their picture or, you know, look at just that little smidgen of their profile that you get whenever you hover over somebody's name or a like and you can see that it might say, a sing- I'm a single woman, mm-hmm. or I'm divorced, or, you know, you may find like some information. So is everybody in the same demographic <laughs> as you who likes their photos? I mean, that that's a red flag to me. Um, On Instagram, when I check this sometimes, I don't check it as much as I used to. So somebody will follow me. And I'll go back and look to see who else he's following. And it's like older yes. women and I, this is a funny story. Um, about a month ago, my daughter and I were out and she went on Instagram. And somebody copied my fake account. Mm-hmm. And because my daughter goes, Mom, look, this is yours. I go, That's not mine. There's like no followers. There's, you know. And yeah. so, you know, we pulled over and I'm looking it all up and I'm like, Rachel, somebody, for, see, somebody copied my account and was going to pretend to be yeah. me. So I reported it to Instagram right away. And like by the end of the evening, that evening, their account was gone and Instagram had said they, you know, got rid of the, canceled the account or whatever. But I go, see, it can even happen to me. Somebody can copy my account and try to pretend to be me. Something else I noticed too, I don't notice as much lately, but when somebody on Instagram will follow me, of course, these are people I don't know and I follow them back and then I'll check a while later and I'll see they're following some of my friends, my real friends. Uh So I will contact them. I'll screenshot it. I said, this guy's following you, block him. 
he is one of my boyfriends, as I always refer to them as in quotes. And I say block him, you know, and because one of them was following my daughter has a different last name than I do. And one of these guys was following my daughter. Now I'm not in any of my daughter's Instagram pictures for a reason, you know, and but um, I told her block this guy, you know, don't, you know, so I do, you know, that's one tip check sometimes because these guys will follow your friends, even though because on Instagram, it's easy, you know, where Facebook, you got to get well you usually you set up you have to ask permission from them you know you'll right. set a friend request right. but well or like you said look at who they're following and same thing for facebook like if you go to i saw one recently where the scammer the pages that you, when i looked at the pages that he had liked like the groups that he had liked the favorite movies that he had or favorite bands or favorite tv shows every single one of those was from the philippines <laughs> But yet he was supposedly a guy in Ohio or somewhere. Oh, my gosh. Um, You know, so that's suspicious. Like, he's saying that he's from Ohio, but yet he his favorite videos and movies and TV shows are all Filipino. Yeah. Um, and he's a white man. I mean, th- those two things don't add up, right? So those are simple things that they can do to um, to look back and see, like, is this a legitimate profile? I think my favorite thing that I've seen so far, though, is looking back at their old profile pictures to see if it's always the same person. Um, So I saw one recently where this scammer was so dumb, he didn't delete his original profile picture. So the current profile picture was this very handsome man with a stethoscope around his neck, because of course, they're all doctors, right? So he's very handsome man, stethoscope around his neck, and he's standing in what is obviously a very busy city. There's, you know, skyscrapers behind him. There's a bunch of cars and taxis. Like, he's in a busy city. Well, when I clicked through his fo- his uh, profile pictures, one of his older profile pictures was of a very different man who was not handsome. And he was sitting in front of a mud or clay hut in a desert environment. <laughs> So that's probably one of your Nigerian friends. Oh my um, gosh. But yeah, like look back and see is have they changed their profile picture or did they always look the same? I mean, unless this doctor had some fantastic uh plastic surgery, it is probably not the same man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I also have ones where they'll use like the same poor guy's picture over and over. Yeah. And on some of the repeaters that are quite a lot, I will, um, I have a collage made up of all the pictures I've mm-hmm. ever gotten from them. And then I'll just send that to them. And sometimes they get freaked out about it and block me. And others will be like, where'd you get those? I go, well, you sent me these over the years, you know, and <laughs> right. Right. just some of my little fun stuff I get to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another thing that people can do is use Google or just open source internet searches to check back on some of their stories. So maybe they tell you that they work for a specific company. Well, Google that company. Does that company even exist? And if it does, is it in the location that they claim it's in? Um, You know, or maybe they send, my favorite is when they send an image of their driver's license. I mean, who does that, right? Oh, I know. I've gotten passports. Yes, or a social security card or Medicaid card or something. Like, who would ever send that kind of information? That is a huge red flag. But maybe they send you a picture of their driver's license. 
you can do a quick Google search. And sometimes there's like websites like white pages or that sort of thing out there. But you could also, if you wanted the the real truth, you could go to whatever county that's in. So, um, you know, maybe it's, let's say Wake County is a county in North Carolina, but let's say that they send you a driver's license and you think that they live in Wake County, North Carolina. So you can go to the Wake County um, real estate uh, property website and you can search that address and see who the owners are. Is it, is it your Bob Smith that you met online or is it somebody else? It's probably somebody else. Yeah. Um, Another one I did recently for a lady, she said, oh, this, he's, he's a widow just like me. Um, he said his wife died from breast cancer six years ago. And I said, time out, let's check that. So the only thing I did was I typed in his name. It wasn't a Bob Smith kind of name. It was a little more unique than that. So I typed in his name. I typed Texas, which is where he was supposedly from. And then I typed the word obituary and nothing came up. Zero, nothing. And anybody who's listening to this, if you type in your own name and the state that you live in or the state where most of your family lives in, and then the word obituary, if you've lost anyone recently, I mean, six years ago is not that long ago. The internet was raging six years ago. So there should be something out there. Um, and that's just a quick Google search that you can do and be able to confirm or deny his story. Wow. <laughs> you have just, you're, you should write a book. You should go on Ellen's <laughs> show or Tamron Hall. I mean, gosh, you got just, you guys have so much great information. I've heard stuff here I've never heard about before. The plenty yeah. of fish thing still creeps me out. <laughs> <laughs> They're out there, those prisoners. Look out. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Look out. I've even seen one scammer go as far, and this has to be like a large organization, go as far as to create a fake bank website. And they told this lady that they, you know, they said, well, I use this specific bank, but it's only in California. So that was why she needed to send money to somebody else. So and it was his sister or, you know, cousin, or there was a story. <clears throat> so, so she tells me this bank. And I mean, I investigate financial crimes on a daily basis, unless it's some tiny community bank in like North Dakota, I probably am going to have heard of the bank before. Right. So I said, I've never heard of that bank. Let's, let's Google that. So I Google the bank, I pull up the website. Um, and I said, this does not like, it just didn't look right. And when I clicked the contact information, like contact us or, um, you know, that, that tab of the website, he had said that it was a California bank, but yet the phone number to contact us was an Austin, Texas phone number, (laughs) which was the same uh, city that he claimed he was from. So why is your California bank having a contact us in Austin, Texas? Like it just doesn't make sense. And so I looked at some of the language um, on the website and I thought there's no way if this is like a international organization, there's no way that they came up with this language with great, great um, grammar, perfect spelling. And there's no way they came up with that. So I copied and pasted it and I found where they had basically duplicated (laughs) the website of another bank and just changed the name. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't real. Yeah. They duplicate profiles. Now they duplicate bank websites. Websites. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It wasn't real. It wasn't a real website. Oh my gosh. 
Well, I can't thank you enough. And please thank your superiors for allowing you to do this. Because when we talked, you know, like I said earlier, you just had so much great information. And I know somebody, as soon as I can, if I can get this done tonight, I'm going to do it because I'm going to email that girl and tell her, tell your mother to listen to this. (laughs) You know, I mean, you just... I'm amazed. I learned a lot tonight as or today as well. Um, But please thank your superiors. Um, I definitely will. If you ever have any more great stories to share, let me know because we could do just a short segment, you know, and you could say, Hey, I got another story. Let's get together because, Oh, I just love you. I love you. You're my new best friend. (laughs) Um, No, I just, God, I'm just, I got goosebumps because this information you're sharing is phenomenal. And I'm going to tell everybody, listen to my podcast. Um, Yeah, please do. And thank you for what you're doing. I mean, this is definitely something that's close to my heart, like speaking to people about these scams and how to protect yourself. Or I talk to a lot of um, retirement communities and things like that, just to try to tell them what's out there and how to protect themselves, not just from scams, but from a lot of stuff. Um, So thank you for what you're doing, trying to educate people and help these help these victims that just don't realize what's going on. I, I enjoy doing it. Like I said, when I first started in 2016, it was for fun. And I'm not saying I don't still have fun with it. Cause if you watch my videos, I am having fun. You're having fun for but sure. I just, it's just such good information. And I want to do what I can to try to warn people. And I do get emails, you know, from people and, you know, like when my Channel 5 in St. Louis interviewed me last November. I got a lot of emails, you know, and I, mm-hmm. one lady uh, contacted me again. She goes, I don't know if you remember me, and, but we talked last year and, you know, mm-hmm. so if I can do anything, this is my small part of trying to help um, because that's, I enjoy doing this. I always say, I wish I could retire. I could do this all day long, you know, yeah. but my time is limited on what I can do. And, you know, right. um, but Marie, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And make sure that I know you've mentioned this before, but make sure people know that the greatest place to report these scams are to IC3.gov. That's the letter I, the letter C, the number three dot gov. I have that on my blog. I posted that a couple weeks ago. So, okay, good. Yeah. Thank you again, Marie. And again, come back if you've got more stories. Definitely. Even if we don't talk, I'll definitely email you some good juicy stuff. Because I can always post it on my blog. Definitely. Cool. Well, take care. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed my interview with uh, Marie. She is phenomenal. Um, The information she shared with me and all of you is incredible. I mean, I learned stuff I didn't know. I'm creeped out by plenty of fish now, and I don't get creeped out easily. (laughs) Um, Anyway, um, also, I'm looking for guests for my show. You got a story you want to share? I would love to share it. Just email me at patsypodcast at att.net. And as always, check out my blog, www.onlinedatingwithpatsy.com. See you next time. And remember... Never send money to someone you don't know.